Welcome to the Daily Horror Habit Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Krieger, bringing you daily reviews of current and classic horror movies for your twisted pleasure. Be aware that these reviews and discussions may include spoilers. And as always, I hope you enjoy. In 1986, they invaded our world. Drea, did you see that? I think it was an alien spaceship. Don't be weird, Philip. Now they're back. Hello? And hungry. For more. Oh, he's so cute. Ferocious. What the hell is that? And they love... What's that sound? Fast food. Aliens are real. Hey, Drea. How's babysitting? It's going great. This time, you're telling me this one's good. Everyone... On the menu. We're all gonna die tonight, aren't we? Who the hell is that? I don't know, but that's a really big gun. Critters attack. Today's episode of Daily Horror Habit sees the final entry in my Critters series review, which is unfortunately slightly cut short. I intended on reviewing all the Critters films as well as the Shudder-produced Critter series, Critters A New Binge. But I've since learned that A New Binge has been seemingly wiped from the internet and is no longer available on Shudder or even on Video On Demand. I could take this as an opportunity to climb on the old soapbox and preach the gospel of the benefits of physical media, but alas, today is not that day. Granted, from the few reviews I have read, it sounds as if this serialized take on the troublesome crites didn't exactly do these intergalactic furballs the justice they deserve. So, maybe being wiped from the internet actually worked in my favor. But onwards to today's review of the fifth entry in the Critter series, 2019's Critter's Attack. Directed by Bobby Miller and written by Scott Lobdell, Critter's Attack is notable right out the gate for a number of reasons. For starters, it's the first Critter's film in 27 years. Secondly, Dee Wallace makes a return to the series she was a part of from the start. And finally, this is the first R-rated Critters film, which is a very big deal in my book. But is a bloodier fresh start for the franchise with the series veteran enough to revitalize this B-movie classic series? Let's find out. Critters Attack follows Drea, played by Tashiana Washington and her brother Philip. Drea is having a rough go of things. She didn't get into her first college pick and is stuck at a dead-end sushi delivery job. But, after running into an old friend, Drea gets roped into babysitting the Dean of Admission's kids to get a second chance at being admitted to the college. Soon after, of course, though, the troublesome Krites crash land and do what they do best, eat. What ensues is Drea and Philip attempting to quell the Krite invasion while keeping their babysitting charges safe, a task that is easier said than done. Now, as a fan of the series, my first and only real question was this, how them Krites look. This being Critters Attack's only real tally in the win column, because them crites be looking good. While the Kyoto brothers do not return to helm the reins of the film's puppetry, the look of the crites doesn't take a noticeable hit. The practical puppetry and their handling, for the most part, is still great, even all these years later. Though, while the crites certainly look the part, that doesn't necessarily mean they're utilized to the best of their abilities. 
And as this is their first R rating outing, this subject becomes somewhat sorer for me. And now for a brief intermission. If you've been enjoying this episode of Daily Horror Habit, please take a moment to subscribe to the show on your preferred streaming platform or leave us a review on iTunes. And thank you for your continued support, and I hope you enjoy the remainder of today's horrifying episode. While there is a memorably graphic moment or two, these are largely squandered by limitations or wasted potential. For every instance of a baby crate springing from a bloody corpse, or a critter latching on and shredding a park ranger's face, there are numerous scenes of cheap-looking blood sprays, and often just the aftermath of kills. Meaning, we get a lot of shots of critters gnawing on bloody, lifeless corpses, rather than the inventive practical kills which fans truly deserve with this being the fifth entry in the first film in 27 years. There's also the decision to make the critters have green blood, which results in several instances of critters exploding and looking like pretty much highlight markers. This is an odd decision given the R rating, which would have allowed for a less cartoony, or PG-13 solution, to bloodshed. As far as capitalizing on its new R rating, Critters Attack doesn't deliver the carnage it should with the freedom its new rating provides. And frankly, I'm amazed that this wasn't rated PG-13. Unfortunately, the lack of delivery doesn't end there. Dee Wallace's return as Aunt Dee is almost an afterthought. It's rumored that Wallace is reprising her role from the original film, though they had to change the name of the character due to legal reasons. While not official, it's supported by her character being a Krite bounty hunter who sets off to join the fray as soon as the Krites land on Earth. While this is a nice ode to the original Critters film, Wallace is in all of 15 minutes of the film. We get a lot of brief snippets of her trailing the critters and kids, and one scene of her firing laser guns at the Krites, but other than that, it feels like a wasted opportunity to expand on her character. Because if there was one thing this film desperately needed, it's interesting characters. Gone is the campy fun of the original, replaced with a cast that delivers a plethora of dad jokes with the energy of, well, dads. And not young spry dads, we're talking old, tired dads. I'm sure they had the best of intentions, but there's not a standout performance amongst the bunch. Nothing that would inspire another Critters film to have any sort of connection to Critters Attack anyways. I can't place the entire underwhelming burden on the shoulders of this relatively young cast given what they have to work with isn't much to begin with. The film is marred by a laundry list of character and plot cliches that barely held my interest long enough to know what was actually going on. There's a drunk uncle, there's a teen obsessed with their phone, a bird shitting on a park ranger's face, and a sushi chef who cuts a crate in half with a knife. Okay, that last one was actually pretty cool. All that to be said, Critters Attack doesn't form any semblance of campy fun, humor, or narrative spin that materializes into anything really noteworthy. The narrative does introduce the concept of a good queen crate, but this simply serves as plot device that doesn't add anything of interest, narratively or critter genealogy-wise. Let me wrap by saying, my feelings on Critters Attack are largely negative, yet I'm happy it exists. Does the Critters franchise deserve better? Uh, yeah, a lot better. But reintroducing a franchise after it laid dormant for 27 years at least allows its presence within the horror zeitgeist to be reestablished. A few brief instances of Critters doing what they do best reminds fans of the potential these intergalactic furballs have, even if Critters Attack is largely forgettable. If anything, watching the entire Critter series for the first time highlights just how special the original is. It is not just a remarkable blend of humor, horror, and B-movie sensibilities when compared to the rest of the series, but within the horror genre itself. Critters takes a nuclear family dynamic we're familiar with and blends it seamlessly with sarcastic, hungry aliens that occasionally swear from time to time. 
It's a film that I adore, and while the other films in the series never quite nail the magic of the original, their ability to impart some creative spin, successful or otherwise, makes me hopeful for the future of the Critters franchise. So, that'll be a wrap for my Critters series review. If you missed any episodes, you can go to Daily Horror Habit's blog, which can be found at dailyhorrorhabit.wordpress.com for the complete collection of episodes. In the meantime, I'll be kicking ideas around for my next series review. So thank you for listening to another episode of Daily Horror Habit, and I'll see you guys tomorrow for another Daily Horror Movie Review. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to Daily Horror Habit on your preferred streaming service, and follow the show on Instagram at Daily Horror Habit, and on Twitter at Daily Horror Pod for episode updates. Thanks again for listening, and I'll see you guys next time.